Hi, this is Rabbi Ari Spiegler with the Beachwood Kila Sharm Tefillah podcast. We continue in our discussion of Rina. Rina is the fifth language form or expression of Tefillah. Rina, we've said, is a Tefillah of Shevach, when we give praise to Hashem as opposed to asking for what we need. Today we begin with Ot Yud Bet, which is the twelfth and final part of our discussion on the Tefillah of Rina. We've been in Rina for quite some time. This is the twelfth and final part. It'll take us a few days uh, to get through it, but this is the end of our discussion. Here Rapinkus picks up on a distinction that we've been talking about over the last couple of days. Rapinkus says, When we talk about singing to Hashem, there's really two different types of singing. There is Shira Vizimra. Shira and Zimra. What's the difference? We have to talk about the difference between them. The way we explained it over the last couple of days is Shira is singing, that's uh, songs with lyrics, as opposed to Zimra, which is just instrumentation or perhaps songs without words. But again, we're going to go into greater depth about that. So Rapinka says, Inyana Shira, when we talk about Shira using that type of song to praise Hashem, that is a way of giving over praise of Hashem through speaking, telling over stories. Kigon, for example, Shirat Hayam, when the Jewish people sang after the splitting of the Red Sea, what we call Shirat Hayam, the song of the sea, Azia Shir, or let's say Shirat Dvorah, the song of Dvorah, which we read about in the Haftorah of Parshat Bishalach, or uh, the Shirat of Chana that we read about on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. Okay, those are different ways of praising Hashem through speaking, right? Okay, granted, it's speaking toward uh, with music, but it is a way of relating uh, ideas through words and lyrics. In Yan HaZimrahu, what about when we talk about Zimra? That's just the instrumentation. That's using the wisdom of music. It's using instrumentation, something which the Levim were experts in. We know that the Levim, they were the ones who were singing, they were the ones playing the instruments in the Beit HaMikdash. That uh, the Kadmonim, the early uh, commentaries as well, as if you look in the introduction of the Pada Shulchan in the name of the Gra, they understand that there is great wisdom behind uh, music uh, and there is great depth behind it as well. Or let's say when we, when we say Halal on the holidays or on Rosh Chodesh, so we are singing uh, songs of praise to Hashem, but not necessarily about what's going on right now. We're just singing about praise in general. We're just calling out words of praise to Hashem, not necessarily about something in specific. There is a dispute when we talk about Shira. So Chazal have a machloket, they have a dispute. Is that Ikar Shira is the fundamental, you know, the important parts of the Shira done bipe with our mouths? O Ikar Shira Bikli. Or is that done with the instruments that we use? Which is of greater importance? So Hainu im Ikara Shira Himamilim Shapsuke Atarau Tilim Shayom Rimal Vim Bishira Bedavidash. Chazal are really asking, you know, what is more important? Is it the words of the Psukim from the Torah or from the Tilim that the Leviim would sing? They would say those words. Those were the lyrics to the songs that they would sing in the Beit HaMikdash. Or was it the instrumentation that would accompany all of those different lines? That's what Chazal are trying to figure out. So Rapinkas here, again, is elaborating on these two different ways to praise Hashem. One way is through Shira, that's songs that have lyrics. The other way is through Zimra, which is the music that accompanies all those different, uh, those, uh, you know, so, that, that we use to praise Hashem.
He continues, He says, there is this concept of nigun. Nigun is when we sing a song that doesn't have any words. And says for Pinchas, that's when a person gets to a certain point where they literally, they can't express the feelings that they have, the, the feelings of thanks, the, the feelings of joy, the point where their heart flutters and they are so emotional that they can't express those feelings with words. So, Azmit Parit that's when we start to, you know, sing. There's like a burst of inspiration and a person will sing and they will do so without words. That's why sometimes you'll find that Shira is preceded, uh, or sorry, precedes Zimra. Right? Sometimes uh, we'll see Shira mentioned before Zimra. And the example he gives is Shir Mizmor Livnei Korach. So Shir is coming before Mizmor. Mizmor is Zimra. And other times we have Mizmor Shir. Right? Sometimes Zimra comes before Shir. Sometimes Shir comes before Zemer. We find that either order actually works. Sometimes a person starts off by singing using words, but they become so emotional, they think about what it is, that they lose their ability to express those feelings with words, so then they just tor- turn toward Zimra, right? Or to Nigun, right? Singing without any words. Sometimes that's the order of operations. Sometimes it's the opposite. That sometimes a person will be overcome by emotion or inspiration, and he's not really able to express what it is that he's feeling. So he'll just burst out in song, but again, song without any words. And at a certain point during that singing, he gets to a point of clarity where he is better able to express those words. And he'll express them through singing songs with lyrics. So again, two different forms of Avodah when it comes to Shira. There's Shira with words. There's Zimra, which is music without words. And uh, depending on the order of operations, uh, Shira will become before Zimra or Zimra will, become, will come before Shira.